0: When you're preaching, there's almost nothing more important than your illustrations. you got to get illustrations right. So in today's episode, we are going to look at four must-dos of illustrations. Illustrations are really where the sermon comes to life. It's where the sermon is given visual reality in your people's minds, where they can see it. You want to demonstrate what it looks like what it feels like, that's where illustrations come in. And illustrations are one of those things where if I watch a sermon or if I sit through a sermon and I find myself thinking, wow, this is really good. Typically, it's because a lot of illustrations and a lot of effective illustrations were used. If by the same token, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking something was missing, there wasn't really much to this, what, what was it? I can't quite put up, oh, I know what it was. There wasn't enough effective illustrations used. And typically, what that means is that there wasn't really enough connection to reality. There wasn't enough visualizing or helping me to visualize what this sermon looks like to live it out. So in this episode, we are going to dive into the four things that you must do when you use illustrations. But let me just say from the outset, using illustrations is a must in itself. Your sermon should be replete with illustrations, because it should be replete with tools that allow people to see the concepts, to visualize the concepts, and to feel the reality of what you're saying. So with that, Being said, we're going to jump into the four illustrations. If you're new here, my name is Lane. This is the Preaching Donkey podcast. It's episode 86. Love that you're here. Welcome. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. And if you haven't grabbed my 21-day guide to creating killer sermons, you can get that for free over at preachingdonkey.com slash 21days. It's a three-step, three-week process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling, life-changing message. So if you haven't grabbed that yet, Please do. It's my gift to you, and it's a great compliment to what we're talking about in this episode today. So let's dive in. The four must-dos. I wrote this article back in June of 2015. And by the way, if you're interested in any of these in written form like this, you can go to preachingdonkey.com, look at the blog archive, go way back, you can read this stuff, or you can pick up One of my books, a lot of these blogs were repurposed and built out in a lot more detail and placed in my book, so Preaching Killer Sermons is the first book and Become a Preaching Ninja is the second one. Both are great. All right, as a preacher, you wanna make ideas come alive. When you labor preparing a message and perfectly craft your points, you're not thinking, I'm sure this will be altogether unremarkable, but I'll give it a try. No, you're thinking, how can I make them see this and feel this and be changed by it? So again, where this desire for illustrations come from is not this desire to be clever or cute or creative. It is truly, how can I make them see this and feel this in a way that they can be changed by it, that it can move them. If you think about it, when you read a book, like when you read a kid's book, it's going to say written by XYZ author and illustrated by XYZ author. And when it says illustrated by XYZ illustrator, what they're saying is the person who drew the pictures to show the child what this looks like, when this book, you know, we I read The Little Blue Truck to my kids all the time. I have four kids. They all love The Little Blue Truck. Depends on how old they are, whether they love it still or not. But The Little Blue Truck is a story about a little blue truck that stepped in with all his friends to save this big, mean dumpster truck that really didn't care about anybody until he got stuck in the mud. Well, the visuals in that book help the story come alive, come alive to a child. So illustrating a sermon is no different. What you're giving people is a picture in their mind to focus on and bring these ideas from scripture to reality. We all want this because what good is it if you make a great point, but no one feels it, if no one does anything with it? An effective illustration is the secret sauce that makes your listeners grab onto your ideas on an emotional level. I wrote about the importance of connecting with your listeners' emotions in... Uh, Another article I've also written, uh, we've also done podcast episodes about it. I've written about it in the book, talking about the idea, and we've covered this in recent episodes, the idea of building tension, the idea of what it looks like to kind of reach out and grab your listeners and pull them in with a good amount of interest and tension, making them care about what you're talking about, and then revealing kind of the point or the idea once they are on the hook for it once once you've done your job to make them care. A good illustration will reach out and grab your listeners and pull them into your content. It will make them care, like I said. But how do you use illustrations? There are plenty of resources on where to find illustrations but I wanna talk about how to use them. You can have a killer illustration that you misuse and have it fall flat. You can give a great illustration at the wrong time and have it lose its punch. You can have an amazing story that you tell poorly or an interesting analogy that doesn't quite fit or a metaphor that you fail to connect to your point. So my point is there's lots of ways to mess up illustrations. We want to do the right things to make sure that they have their power. They do what they're designed to do. I've made all these mistakes, I'm sure you have too. Given the complexity and importance of using illustrations, I wanna offer some guidance. So here are four must-dos. Number one, think through the timing and placement. Again, this is part of my preparation process that I teach anyway. We, we wanna always be thinking through the timing and placement of everything we do, every point we make, the bottom line, when we talk through the scripture, how we talk through the scripture, how we build tension at the beginning, how we cast vision and inspire at the end. All of these things are important. But every time you make a point point in a message, You explain it, you teach it, you apply it, and you illustrate it. Every point is different and everyone has a different way of communicating an idea. But these four elements basically encompass everything you do with a point. So again, explain it, teach it, apply it, illustrate it. So how do you sequence them? The key is to find what works for you and for your listeners. Maybe you explain the point in a teaching format. Then once you have laid the foundation, you move on to illustrating how it works. At the end, you flow naturally into application, or maybe you present the idea without much explanation, but you jump into a story that's going to connect the idea once you explain it. The point is, there is more than one way to do it, but you need to be intentional about the process for each point. Your illustrations can work in a lot of areas, but you should think through and plan for the best placement. How do you know what's best? Practice it out loud a few times. Make your point, explain it, teach it, apply it, and illustrate it each time you practice. Change up the order to see what flows the most naturally. I plan out in advance where illustrations will go, and sometimes I change it up in the moment. But the process of thinking it through ahead of time allows me to massage it in the moment and still know exactly how it fits. So what I'm saying here is that there's planning, which is important, because in the planning is when the illustration, the message, the points you're making, all of that stuff has to make sense in your mind before you preach. Something Kerry Newhoff says that I, I love and I've adopted it and said it many times myself, I'm not sure when it stops being his idea and it starts being mine, but I still give him credit for it even though I've cited him a thousand times on this. What you wanna do is not internalize your message, you want to understand it. And when you understand your message, What that means is that you have a complete grasp on what you're trying to say, why you're trying to say it, and what these people need to do with it. You you understand all of that. And part of understanding all of that is to have a grasp on these things. When I make this point, I want to give this illustration. I want to tell this story. And I think the best way to do this is to make the point and then jump right into the story and then tie back to the point or I'm gonna make the point, I'm gonna do a little bit of teaching and explaining what this point is and why it matters, then I'll go illustrate it, then I'll come back and explain it. You get the idea, right? So there's all kinds of ways to do this. The key is both planning and feeling out the moment. There are many times when I abandon my plan in the moment, especially when it comes to illustrations. There are times when I decide to give the illustration before I reveal the point. I love this idea. I love this way of doing it. Uh, I, I like the idea of using the illustration to build the tension and then reveal the point. I do that a lot. Or I might make the point, teach the point, get all the way through the very end of it, then illustrate it, then move on to the next point and never really revisit it. The point is to plan it and then in the moment, watch what your, your listeners are doing. Here's the, uh, the beauty of illustrations, especially ones that involve stories or illustrations that are stories. They are a pattern interrupt. What a pattern interrupt is, is people are focusing on what you're saying. You're, you're teaching, you're saying words, you're, you're, you're making points, you're giving c- concepts, you're walking through scripture, and that has a pattern to it. As soon as you transition to a story, or something that is a metaphor, or an analogy, or anything used to illustrate the point, you've now interrupted that pattern. It's called a pattern interrupt. And pattern interrupts are used to divert attention back to you. So let's say they're watching you say words. They've You've kind of lost them, not because you're a bad communicator, but just because people come in and out of paying attention to you. So they start to kind of daydream and they're thinking about something else. And then they realize, oh, you're telling a story. Well, I want to hear a story. I want to know where this is going. I don't want to miss it. So in that moment, they stop daydreaming, they put their phone down and they watch what you're saying and they pay attention. Well, now you've interrupted the pattern and you can take them where you wanna go. My point that I'm making is sometimes, I will notice that, even in my own mind, I will think, okay, I've been kind of on the same pattern for a while and even I find this to be somewhat mundane, (laughs) you know? Even I find this, I'm the one, I'm in full control over what I'm saying and yet I find this to be kind of boring. It's time to jump into this story, and I I just abandoned my plan, and I go for it, and typically that works out well. So what I'm saying is think through the timing and placement, but change the plan if you need to. Number two, jump right into it. Howard Hendricks used to poke at preachers who would give an illustration to their illustrations. By the way, Howard Hendricks is the author of a really great book called Living by the Book. I actually talk about that book in my 21-day guide, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, and I use his method of study to talk about how to study the text properly. It's all in the guide over at preachingdonkey.com 21 days. But he is a legend. He is no longer with us, so it is the late Howard Hendricks. But he used to teach preaching at seminaries, and he was one of the best. He would say this, maybe you've, maybe you've heard preachers do this. And now I'm going to illustrate this point. It is going to be very illustrative it will serve an illustration it will serve as an illustration for you to remember now let me give this illustration right so if you give this wordy unnecessary introduction then your illustration is probably dead before you even get started just say it just tell the story just give the example just give the illustration there is no need to introduce it your listeners brains are working much faster than your mouth is moving they will connect the dots If the illustration is effective and makes sense, it is much more interesting to move right into a story, an example, a metaphor, an analogy than to spend precious time setting it up. So as this was true in 2015, it's even more true now. The the people sitting in front of you are used to scrolling social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever they're into, whatever the kids are doing these days. They're scrolling that stuff and they're immediately just like, get to the point. So the last thing you want to do is waste words on, let me give you an illustrative illustration that will really illustrate the, the illustrative properties of, no, just jump into it. That's the point. Number three, be sure it reasonably connects to your point. If you have to force how it connects to your point, don't use it. It's like telling a joke and having to explain the punchline. The joke is no longer funny. It never was. If you have to map out how the illustration connects at every level, it has already lost its potency. The illustration is supposed to give your ideas clarity, so it defeats the purpose if it's confusing and leaves your listeners scratching their heads trying to connect the dots. If you wanna be sure it connects, test it out ahead of time, running it by your preaching team and getting feedback, which I did an episode all about preaching teams a few episodes ago, you can look that up. The idea here is that typically it is my position and it's my experience that I can just about make any story fit with any point that I'm trying to make when it comes to a story. And the reason for that is because you can emphasize any part of the story and you can kind of work with it. So I can have one story that I I look at and say, I wanna make X, Y, Z point, this story can fit because I just emphasize a different part of it. However, if you have to do that with especially examples, uh, metaphors, analogy, and it doesn't really make sense and you have to spend time not only illustrating but then t- like explaining how the illustration fits, you've lost it. Just don't use that illustration, is what I'm trying to say. So stories tend to be safe from this if you can, if you can think through what part of the story you're gonna emphasize and typically the way this works is tell the story and if it's first person, Go back to how you felt in whatever moment. So I'm trying to draw out this, the way I felt when, and then connect that to the point. Again, if it connects. So, so much of this just goes back to preparation. You have to prepare well for the sermon and you cannot wing it. Siri thinks I'm talking to her. (laughs) I'm not. Number four, make it interesting. There are few things worse than a boring illustration. Part of the reason you use an illustration is to gain back the attention of your listeners, which we talked about, it's the pattern interrupt. If the illustration is uninteresting, you miss an opportunity to bring everyone's attention back to focusing on your message. So avoid giving canned illustrations you find in books and look for real life stories, examples, and events. Personal stories almost always deliver, but vary your approach and keep them fresh. So again, interesting illustrations, stories work, but it is very difficult to tell third-party stories. In other words, stories that don't have anything to do with your life or your experience in an interesting way. The way a lot of people try to do this is either through history or sports or sports history or you know local news stories or national news stories, current news or movies. The key is, Never assume people know what you're talking about. Just because you hang on every play of every game every Sunday doesn't mean that everybody's going to understand what happened in the game last week. So keep that in mind. Just because you think everybody in the world has seen Lord of the Rings and understand every single part of it doesn't mean they have. So if you're going to use those types of illustrations that you're assuming are these kind of cultural norms, bring people into it and make sure that it's interesting to the most amount of people. And the way to avoid having ha- having this kind of be fatal is don't just give one illustration, give, give a, a variety and you can spout off a few examples quickly that might relate to more people if you do it that way. So those are my four must do's think through the timing and placement, jump right into it, be sure it reasonably connects and make it interesting. I'd love to hear from you. If you're watching here on YouTube, you can leave a comment below what you think about these or what you would add to it when giving illustrations. Thank you for watching. I will see you next week here at the Preaching Donkey podcast. Until then, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey podcast.